you can't fix. If you can't fix what's broken, you'll, uh, you'll go instead. It's Jay and Adam. It's Previewed. It's Previewed's Fix It with Adam and Jay. Hey, Peaches! Oh, welcome to Fix It, where friends don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm Adam. And I'm Jay. And you're our listener. Well, hey there, listeners. Ho there, listeners. This podcast will explode in five seconds, listeners. This podcast, if you choose to accept it, will be a podcast. Please, please accept it. Please, please, please. please. Where are you going? Don't we accept us? Please, <laughs> no. Please accept Look, me. Look, you already clicked it. We already got the download. What you do past that is nothing. <laughs> There's a, you know, they don't give us enough analytics, really. To, they keep a tight lid on that it's stuff. True. We're on your phone, killing all your dudes. <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> Looking at all your apps and quietly judging you. Mm-hmm. That's right, We're listeners. scraping your data. That's mm, right. Yum, yum. That's been this, that's, that's been, the, that has been the business model of this podcast all along. The whole time. Data sales. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum. Thank you for your biometrics. We love them. We appreciate it. They're so tasty. And we're not being responsible with who we're selling it to. <laughs> Any third party. Well, that comes along and <laughs> says, hey, you got data? We sure do. You got what you buying? <laughs> you got data? You've got credits? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to Fix It. Uh, I am Jay. That's Adam. We we are the elite tactical squad Ooh. of a YouTube channel, Reactors, on the channel preview. You may know us from there. You may know us uh, from the, you know, the, the horticulture work we do at the Botanical Society. Society. I love horniculture, Jay. Did you say horniculture? Is that not horticulture? Hort? Horticulture. Hort? Hort. Really? Is that horned? Horticulture. Is that horniculture? You thought it was horniculture? Yeah. No. Like H O R N. Horticulture. Horticulture. Yes. Huh. Huh. I've been pronouncing that T and N my entire life. What Fair. am I even doing here? <laughs> well, apparently, it's been fun, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is our show, Fix It, where every week Adam and I take a piece of pop culture that maybe missed the mark, maybe didn't quite get there, maybe just d- didn't quite land that spinning scorpion kick, <laughs> and we fix it. And uh, this week, uh, since we are getting a new installment in the Mission Impossible franchise. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Wednesday uh, release. Adam and I are going to be fixing today. Uh, I think I would argue the only true miss in the Mission Impossible uh, milieu, Mission Impossible 2. Yep. No subtitle on this one. Just Mission Impossible 2. MI2. Yeah. As they really, really tried to push on us I, uh, as an audience. They, mm, yeah. It, mm, um, Directed by John Woo. Yes. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different flavor than all of the other movies. Well, it was, someone brought up an interesting point during uh, the Discord uh, Fix It movie watch along. If you haven't joined the preview Discord server, the link is down below. Definitely join up. Uh, every week I do a watch along of the movie that we're covering on this show. If you like to keep up to date. Um, <laughs> but it's also fun. It's the, the peaches. Yeah, are it's the, fun. It's the best. Community it's fun watching uh, movies with the peaches. Yeah, even when it's terrible. This one, we this one definitely took. This one definitely got dunked on quite a bit. Sure, it was, but uh, it, yeah, it was halftime at the All Star game <laughs> <laughs> for this one. It was a dunk contest for real seas. Um, but uh, someone brought up a good point that uh, they were t- attempting to 
one of my biggest frustrations with this movie is that it doesn't feel really connected to the first one in any way. Nope. Other than the, our main character. Yep. But I guess that was at least early on in the Mission Impossible like concept that was on purpose that they wanted like to keep like their main character, but it was just about every movie was a different mission and what it, what those movies included. And almost like a final fantasy model where they all kind of had their own little, they were all kind of self-contained. Sure. And I think we've learned, and and as the series has gone on, that is definitely not been the case. Oh, four through nine, which eventually will be nine have all been in the same continuity yes. kind of you know there's a because little there's people a little like thread. a continued story there's a little thread between them yes. yeah i like to see a character grow mm-hmm. i like to see like I like to see all my old friends that's why i'm buying a ticket to your movie um especially and it's from a sequel's perspective sure oh i'm sorry even three some of the stuff in three yes. does take place or you know that that thread is dangled yeah. through yeah um and th- this movie um it just isn't a Mission Impossible movie? No, it's a good movie. It's a it's it, a fun it is action a fun movie. action movie. But it is not a Mission Starring Impossible. Starring Tom Cruise, movie. it is. Yep, there is nothing Mission Impossible e about it. Not like really not at all. Nope, not, like, even, not even close. It's a oh. from a shot comp perspective, from a set piece perspective, from a. Like just the, the 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 story moving the the the, the vehicles in which we use to mm-hmm. move through this movie yeah. are all action the set movie pieces. tropes. Yep, all of it. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible for for all, I mean for all intents and purposes is is espionage. Yes, it is a spy thriller slash drama. The first one was a spy thriller. Yes, and a, a really good mystery. And this movie was an action movie. Well, that's, I mean, and I think that's, if you have to dumb it down to one thing that didn't work about this film, it's that. Yes. Like, that's straight up, and it's where the concept of these movies being self-contained and what I'll call the final fantasy model from here on out. Sure. For me, my biggest frustration while watching this movie was that I didn't really care about any of these characters because I had just been introduced to them, and... There's no, there were no stakes. Nope. And like the final fight with the bad guy, I was like, I just like don't really care because there's they don't have really a relationship. I don't believe that Tom Cruise didn't wouldn't just waste this dude at the first opportunity. Uh, yeah, I mean, given what we've seen so far, as it was a rogue agent going off getting this getting the thing i was like well if i have this virus now and the cure well i'm gonna make a bunch of money the same thing was done in goldeneye remember it was yeah. a rogue uh, mi6 agent that uh james bond had to go get yeah. but they he had- found their weakness goldeneye i found your weakness whoa yeah man you took quite a bite out of that RIP tina we miss you so much but big you could w- tell there was a relationship. keep on turning, Tina. We miss you. Between James Bond yeah. and uh, the bad guy. But they don't? Golden Lime. Sure. Keep going. Yeah, and that's why we bought these fancy microphones so I could really do Tina. Keep going. I believe. This is Bada Town. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I, I was not expecting Thunderdome. Thunder oh, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
Anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> I got totally lost. I, dude, I started thinking about Mad Max, and I was like, would I do good in the Thunderdome? I don't think so. You'd do probably better than me, but you would ultimately. I think if, yeah, I think if I, I, I don't know. I, I think people are, you know, that's a conversation at every dinner table. Like, hey, what do you think you do good at Thunderdome? Uh, but I think a lot of people are missing the point that, like, you have to, like, process, to, like, what your personality would be, like, after, like, after a long time after society has completely collapsed. Sure. So I think if we've lost, like, all semblance of reason and we're all just gone a little, like, desert mad, I think, you know, Jay Schmidt in the Thunderdome could be great. Quite possibly. Yeah. 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 I mean, if if I also went desert mad, I don't know, man. I, I think I might be pretty good. Yeah. I'd be so, one of those, like, one move type of guys. Yeah. Like, and just, like, like the like that one fight from yeah, Troy. Like, yeah, where he puts just the sword ju- yeah. right through. Scamp. It's uh, honestly... Over. Troy, Troy is a terrible, truly wretched film. It is a bad movie. Really? Oh, dude, go back and rewatch Troy. It Troy was the first movie that I, rem- that I legitimately was, like... I almost walked out of that movie. It was so bad. Wow. It was terrible. Wow. Okay. Come at me, internet. I did not know you felt this strongly about Troy. I really hated Troy. Troy. I hated it. It was bad. Okay. It was just like, this is Hollywood, uh, like, opulence at its worst. No thank you, please. But yes, uh, yeah, Brad Pitt took his sword, and then he just... Put the sword right in the right in the shoulder, like in the clavicle, right where there's like that little meat pocket, <laughs> and he just he just straight Capri sunned that dude, <laughs> just all the way. It's just like he he's how you stab all your guts. Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> it's just like goo. <laughs> but because party was like like ah, I can't believe he did that. I'm like, well, actually, I mean, if you really, I mean, it's not. I mean, it would take a lot of practice. But, like, yeah, but you know, it's like with the Harlem Globetrotters. It's like they got a lot of, they're doing a lot of tricks, but it's just basketball. You know, like we can figure it out. Sure. I, I have completely forgotten what we're talking. Mission Impossible 2. Yes. So- we're we're going to talk about Mission Impossible 2 <laughs> a little bit more in a second. And here's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's time for a roll for combo, Jay. Oh, yeah. Our favorite segment. Yes. Roll for combo. Uh, every week, Adam and I take it. Uh, our producer, Brian, we love you, producer Brian. Uh, he has given us 20 conversation uh, topics, and uh, we roll a 20-sided die, and we figure out what we're talking about today. Just, you know, just to give you a little flavor, just to give you a little peek behind the curtain, just to give you a little, you know, looksy do what how our brain a clicks A looksy do. Okay. And Jay has rolled. That's a nat 20! Oh, wow. That's the second one you've ever gotten. That's a nat 20! Oh, Okay. A lesson you've learned very early on in life that has stuck with you and helped you through almost every situation. What is a lesson you learned very early on in life that has stuck with you and helped you through every, almost every situation? I thought you were going to hop in on this one. I thought you were, oh, I, would you, you like were repeating to? it because I, I thought, uh, I, I couldn't tell if you were doing a dramatic pause or not. Because you read it again and I was like, oh, he's, he's about to launch into like a, a fun little... Oh, I mean, I like, do have an answer, but I just this wasn't phrased. It just wasn't what oh, was a what is your a tone of voice uh, read to me that like you were like, well, many moons ago. Since I'm so old, it was so it was it, it was so <laughs> yeah. many many moons, Jay. I'm old. Uh, so old, Jay. <laughs> oh man, eighty four moons more than your moons, yeah. Jay. 
How many moons are there in a year? Twelve. Is there one a month? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, it's, guy. it's almost as if we I'm set sorry. up the entire calendar about the lunar cycle, Jay. We didn't. It doesn't follow the lunar calendar because obviously that would be obvious. It doesn't. There's not. Okay. You know what? I don't appreciate. I don't appreciate the judgment that I don't know my moon math. What's your moon math? It's not every month that there's a new moon. It's like twenty something odd days or something. Right. Right. Twenty about twenty eight days. Yeah. That's a month. Yeah. Well, then why isn't every month just twenty eight days then? Because we would have a couple days left over. Because it doesn't work all the way. Yeah. Because math. Oh yeah. Because moon math isn't perfect. What's your What's your lesson? <laughs> oh, you want me to go first? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. My lesson. I learned my lesson in. I was in tenth grade. Because I always go first with these. Sure. My here's my. This is my lesson. Uh, I learned that adults are the same as children. They're just people. Oh. They're, they're just people. Okay. And I had. And I'm going to say uh, this is. It was two lessons. Uh, two versions of the same lesson that really like cemented it for me. There was one time when I was, um, the, the neighborhood kids and I were playing a wall ball. Yeah. Do you remember wall ball? Did you guys play wall ball? Yes. Modifications on wall ball, but yes, I understand wall ball. Okay. Uh, we were playing, I was, I think somewhere in middle-ish school, probably somewhere yeah. between sixth and ninth grade. We probably played wall ball in there. with, with uh, tennis rackets against the wall. Oh, really? And we thought we invented a new sport. And my dad went, you have invented racquetball. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> He's like, it's fun, though, right? And we're like, yeah. He's like, but it's racquetball. <laughs> anyway, sorry, what are you saying? Uh, so, our, no, our wall ball was either a tennis ball or like a more of a, ru- that, more of a handheld rubber. Yeah. Like a wall ball ball. Yeah. Yeah. Put it against the wall. Oh, you yeah, get, man. Yeah. Those, they have that Wop. good bounce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to love like, when you're a kid and you have like, you get like bouncy toys, but then like you get that thing. It's like, I was designed to bounce. Ooh, that's good bounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were playing and most uh, some of the neighborhood kids, some are in around my age, but a younger kid from the neighborhood showed up to play. Okay. And we're all like, hey, this is, we're really playing. Like, and you are a little smaller than us. We don't want to hurt you. Maybe you yeah. shouldn't play. Or if you go, if you're gonna play, like you need to know what you're walking into. Yeah, yeah. So the inevitable happens. The kid does get a little hurt. But we weren't trying to. But the kid got hurt. It's what. Yeah. What happens? He runs home, tells his dad. His dad comes over to us and starts yelling at me because the kid pointed to me as the one who hurt him, and the guy got all up in my face. And I was like, "Whoa! Like, what? I don't even know." Dude, we told your son, like, get out of my face, man. I didn't do anything wrong. So he leaves. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I, I don't... F this guy. Right? Yeah. As he's leaving to my friends. F this guy. Later that night, this guy comes over to my house to talk to my parents. Oh, uh, yeah. To tell them... This probably didn't go well. No. About what I did to his kid and that I cursed at him. My parents were not thrilled. With him or with you? With both. me. Oh, yeah. And then I told them, like, that's not what happened. This is what happened. And my parents did not believe me. Huh. And I was like, wow, this guy, <clears throat> this guy just lied. This guy just lied and my parents believed him. That's okay. The parents, adults are not infallible. 
Oh, after that point, I was like, you know what? There's a reason. You know, the parents are adults mm. are like infallible. They know what they're doing. They're talking. They're they're older than me. They've been here long. You know, they just know stuff. So, uh, are you gonna look at me and tell me that the your major life lesson that helped you so well is trust no one? <laughs> welcome to the welcome to our uh, the uplifting hour here at Fix It. Well, that <laughs> it was, and then later on in high school. In my, my, geom- uh-huh. my, my first geometry teacher, like, for whatever reason, like, didn't like me. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, like, I don't know what clash of personalities. I wasn't really, I, I did not do anything to warrant this dislike. I wouldn't say yeah. hate, but dislike. So eventually, my mom uh, got a meeting with my principal, because each class had a principal. And, and w- with my principal, me, my mom, and this teacher. Yeah. And we're just trying to figure out what the heck was going on, right? Yeah. Like, why is Adam not doing so well in this class? He, I'm, I'm good at math. Well, entry-level math. <laughs> Anything yeah. up to calculus, I'm pretty good at. I get, in, I get into the room. We're having this meeting. I'm like, hey, this is, you know, this project I've been working on that I worked really hard on and stuff. Like, I like geometry. I don't, I don't understand why I'm not doing well in this class. And this woman just starts lying about things I've done in class. To like, I was chasing people around with a squirt bottle. I would just yell out in class, like all these things. Like, that which, doesn't sound like you at all. Which I never, like, I truly never did any of this stuff. And I'm sitting here like, oh wow, she's straight up lying to the principal and my mom. And I'm sitting like, and I'm like, but I, I like, I couldn't like, I didn't do any of this. I didn't. What are you talking? Like, I, I truly couldn't believe that a teen, like a, an adult, another some random kid's adult. Okay, but a teacher in school lying about my behavior? What? What is? Oh, er, okay, that's how it is. Yeah. Oh, well, that changes. Trust everything. no one. Trust no one. <laughs> everyone, everyone's just a person. No one's actually yeah. infallible. This is actually yeah. no one actually knows what they're doing. Anyone, even adults, mm. can lie about kids. Oh, this is. Well, this is. All right. Okay, we're all this is we're all not no one's like that high and mighty. I I see how it is now. I should stop treating people so. It, no, it was the, uh, it was the uh, trust is earned, not given. Yeah, you can respect somebody when you meet them, but like, they earned that trust. Sure. I, when I was a kid, I was like, no, I trust every, I trusted everybody implicitly. Ah, okay. Until then, it's like that makes more sense. Now it's just so. like, no, 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 no. You earn your trust with me. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be nice to you, but you know, I'm but I'm neutral. You got to then your actions. Depend on how I treat you after that. Oh. Because, like, it was like, holy crap. This isn't... Yeah. How, why would... But you're adults. I thought adults were nice people who... No, nah, man. Yeah. No, man. Not nope, not even close. Yeah. I, I have, like, a, I have like five different things that are coming to mind. Oh. I think early on in my childhood, the one thing that my parents impressed upon me that I think has, like, really stuck the landing... Um, and I think it's how I'm trying to think of like, like, like really concrete examples of it, but I think it's just, it's really just how my parents like live and breathe and walk around. Uh, (laughs) okay. It's just the, the concept of, of, uh, not mistaking kindness for weakness. Sure. And I feel like that, that's something they really instilled in me. And I think that's always been a part of my, it's like, you know what? It's like you, you can catch more flies with honey. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in a major way and you know there is there is a str- uh there is a strength t- there is a strength and a uh 
there's almost an ease to leading with kindness and the concept of uh, to truly lead is to serve. I've always, that's one thing my mom always impressed upon me. And that was, and that's legitimately how my mother has lived her life. Uh, and I, I've always just kind of carried that around with me. Uh, the one thing that I learned in like my young adult life that actually really helped me. Uh, and it is, it is my two word motto for when I'm not having a good day or when I don't want to do something, but I know I need to do it. Mm hmm. And this is something I learned very early on in my acting career. Oh, okay. Um, in New York, uh, it was like a day that I was going to shoot. Um, I, I was shooting like a, I was shooting a big commercial, and I was making a like a lot of money to do this commercial. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to like one of the uh, uh, sound guys, and we were just kind of bitching about like how early of a morning it was, and yada yada yada. And he just goes, "Yeah, work sucks." It doesn't matter what your job is. Work sucks. It doesn't matter. We all these people are like running, and then he like he just is like all these people running around saying like, "Oh, do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life." It's it's a crock of crap. It's a crock of crap. It's just it's and there is an inherent negativity to that statement. I feel like, but I've actually found the other side of the coin on it. Okay, that it's just like, hey, it's just. Regardless of what you like, it's like it is it is amazing what we get to do every day. Yep. Um, but like it's it, it sucks sometimes. It just sucks. It, it does suck. But there it's are like, days you know what? It really it's like suck. if it's going to suck, I'm glad I get to do this. Yes. And that was what the, that was like what the conversation came to is that he was just like he's like, look, if like work sucks, no matter what you do, if I've but if it's got to suck, I'd like I like that it's this. Mm -hmm. And so it's always been like if there's like any work to be done on like any like streaming stuff or anything like that, I'm like, ah, work sucks. But like, it's cool that this is what's the what gets to suck. Mm -hmm. That makes it sense. sucks a little bit less. Because we're doing what we want to yeah. do. It also helped me get through like 15 years in the restaurant industry. Oh. It's like, I'm like, man, I don't want to go to work. No one wants to go to work. You're not special. Go to work. <laughs> like, it's just, it's like, it's the, the, like, it not being a unique idea almost cuts the edge off of it. Okay. You know what I mean? It's sure. like, that's what being a human is. Stop like stop not wanting to do things because it's gonna be hard. Just it's work sucks. Just go do it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I find it very liberating. Okay. I'm like ah, I don't want to go do this. Ah, work sucks. You know. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It's very yeah. If it's fun while you're doing it, it's a hobby. <laughs> it's not. It's, you're not working to get anything done. Huh. It's interesting because uh, I had the same uh, lesson when I was a young adult, uh -huh. uh, and I had the complete opposite reaction to it. Oh, what do you mean? My mom told me like I was having some some trouble in my mid twenties of like trying to figure out what I was doing with my life. What am I? Do I want to pursue comedy? Like I didn't really. I was uh, I was at a low point, and yeah. I was like, just complaining about everything. And my mom told me like, "Hey, well, everyone hates their jobs. Like everyone hates their jobs. Everybody." That was supposed to like un unlike you, where it kind of cheered you up a little bit. And yeah. I was like, then why are we even doing any of this? Oh. And so, but, but, uh, which eventually turned into me realizing that if I'm going to work and it's going yeah. to suck, it has to be towards something that I want. Yeah. That's, uh, I guess that's what I was getting at. Oh, sure. But like yeah. it was, but it was never a mantra of it just like, no, I got to make this work mean something to me. Oh yeah. No, it's probably not gonna. 
this does everything I've did every everything I, oh I mean I, like from coming back to New York I meant like in a corporate sense it's not oh sh- oh not in a corporate sense no no no, no of course not which is why I never worked corporate yeah because I like couldn't do it like yeah. I truly just like could not do something like that do you think you'd do you think you'd do well in a corporate environment no I think I'd kill it you. you I'm good at a water cooler, man. Uh, well, there's more you than know? just a water cooler, yeah, man. Yeah, but you, you, you say that until until like promotions come out and they go, that guy? And it's like, yeah, he's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, like, dude, it's like, you know. All right. I think so. No, sure. I, I, my executive dysfunction would, uh, I, I'd, I'd uh, burn out. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's rough. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. No. I'd rather work in a restaurant. Yeah. Every every time I see uh, like the the movie, oh, the Office or Office Space stuff like that, anytime it's like people are like oh, I'm going to work at you know a cubicle, like my soul for dies a little for them, just because I I can't do that. The way I described uh, like restaurant work as opposed like it is just as stressful as any other job. Sure, yeah. I would argue even more so stressful. Uh, the difference being is that uh, I just feel like. Uh, at a restaurant job, your plate of stress is a little bit bigger, but uh, at least they, they give you a spoon. Oh. Whereas in corporate world, it's like you may not have as much stress, but like it comes at whenever it does, and they just kind of stuff it down your throat. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I, like I have a mountain of stress, but at least, you know, I can, sp- I can, I can eat I it at my own pace. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slow spoon. That's <laughs> <laughs> Some men just want to watch the world eat an entire bowl full of stress. What are we talking about today? Mission Impossible 2! It's time to get to Mission Impossible yeah. 2. This movie is a good movie. I, it's just a terrible Mission Impossible movie. Terrible. It's a terrible, terrible Mission Impossible movie. It's terrible. The opening line is... Every hero needs a villain, so I'm gonna give this hero a villain. Here's I, I'm injected myself with a poison, a disease that could kill the entire planet. Okay, bye. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah, this isn't how you start. Yeah, what? I man, this the best way to describe this movie is that like <laughs> the 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 time frame in which this movie came out, two thousand. The the this movie like the that's the easiest way to describe so much of the like of the costuming of a lot of the shots the color comp a lot of the, like a lot of this movie can be described as like it came out after the Matrix but before nine eleven that's it's that little pocket of time that it was like what are we even doing at the movies right now what is even happening this movie Buck screams pre 9-11 it was just like yeah. everything but it was also post matrix so everyone was trying to be the matrix but like none of them really had like none of them had the backing of like or like the strength of a director in order to go full matrix they had to like do a diet coke version of it that it was just like even like Tom Cruise's haircut in this, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is this was born. This was like this movie was made at a time, and that was that was trying to push the envelope, but had but also had no idea how innocent it was." But the hair physics in you this movie is is great. It's like this movie is the movie equivalent of a thirteen year old getting his ear pierced at the mall without his parents' consent. Wow. 
It feels, this movie feels like it should be on the shelves at a Spencer's Gifts. Yes. You know why? The music. Yes. Yes. This movie feels like it would fit snugly in a Jinko side pocket. It if, just... If you go, when you, if you watch this movie again, and it's, again, it's not a bad action film. It's just a terrible Mission Impossible film. But if you go back, and this is what struck me when I was watching it. The opening scene is like, this is weird. Oh, yeah, I remember this. It's, it's someone's got the disease and the cure, and they're going to yeah. blah, blah, blah. I've, we've seen that story before, a bunch of times before. Eh, who cares? But when the music, when, the, when they only play the theme, I think twice, maybe three times. I will say it does slap. Oh, it's a great version. It's a great, of, it's a great version. version of the it theme. It may be the best version. But they never really play it that often because no. most of the music in this movie is like generic 90s action uh-huh. movie it just we are the matrix but not really yes yeah it's undescribable just like rhythm get like some synth in there a little bit but like just like like yeah it, it just elevator feel, rock the entire yeah the entirety of this soundtrack feels like it should it like they just like swiped uh, the music from the Gone in sixty seconds trailer and just extended it, you know what I'm saying? Wow, it's that like weird. Yeah, this movie could have used that like weird color wash. This movie could have uh, just it's because it, it really just because the the music changes the atmosphere of this movie. No part of this movie is tense. Yeah. No part of this movie is mysterious. Because well, yeah. the bad guy shows, <clears throat> he's like, wait, is that Ethan killing that guy and everyone on that plane? No, I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Ooh, the only spy gear the entire movie is just people wearing masks. Uh-huh. And they only do it a couple times. Yeah. But this is like, but that's it. No other cool spy craft. Nothing. Just we sometimes wear masks. Ooh, twist. This, it, oh, it's lame. Yeah, it's la- it's lame for a spy f- in a spy franchise. Uh, for me, at the end of the day, where I re- what really frustrates me the most about this movie is that I fundamentally just don't care. This movie, uh, from a grandiose perspective, I don't care because the concept the, the concept of this virus they set up feels like a lame version of when they're explaining like the the the. Uh, mythology behind it i was like this feels like dollar store resident evil right now in a way i don't love and oh, for me oh, i yeah. don't the stakes don't don't matter to me from the actual plot but then i none of these characters form a relationship in any way that that is satisfying no to any degree no nope. i don't i never believe that tom cruise and what's her name are in love Ving Rhames is in the movie, and he's the only one that has a connection to Ethan at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. We, we get Australian guy for reasons. Was he in the first movie? Dude, I, I, you I can put a gun to my head, and I, and I wouldn't know. I have no, no idea, I, no and idea. I don't think it matters. It doesn't. The guy had, like, five lines. Yeah, I don't think he's in the third one. But, like, Ving Rhames is, is Ving Rhames, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ving Rhames is in this movie, and he is, like, if anything, a plot device half the time. Yep. And you're it's someone who has a connection to our main character, but he they was don't, in the first movie. But they don't let let it flourish in any capacity. No, there are no like even the scene between Ethan and and the closest like to any kind of relationship is between um, uh, Ethan and her name is Naya. Oh, I was, oh, I was talking. Oh, not, her name is Naya. I was talking about the main guy. Or oh, the, the main uh, bad guy. No, 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 no. The relationship between he's like the head of MI6. Oh. 
No, yeah. MI6 is James Bond. Yes. Yeah. But yes, uh, the Mission Impossible, why, why the Impossible f- Missions Force. Um, IMF. Is that really what it's Impossible called? Missions Force. No. No. They say IMF so many times, and it's called Impossible Missions Force. Yeah. Oh no! You got an impossible mission. They're the, oh, they're the no. force for you. Oh no! That sucks. <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah, yes. No. Oh, yeah. Yes. IMF. Ah. Uh, You've I'm seen all these about movies. The very famous actor who plays their boss. Why can't I think of his name? Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins. There's the, his relationship with Ethan. He only had one and a half scenes together, and they have more character relationship development than anyone else in this movie. I think this is the first and only time he's in these movies. Good, because I think he smelled blood in the water and was like, deuces. Thanks for the paycheck. Bye! It's called Impossible Missions Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, bud. I feel like I just kicked uh, your puppy a little bit there. That's bad. It, it is. It's almost as bad as spending about 15 minutes building up a relationship between Ethan and Naya for the sole reason to then introduce the fact that the bad guy is her ex-boyfriend from a couple months ago. Yeah. And that, so that's supposed to give us some type of relationship tension when she goes in undercover to get the... Can I be totally honest with you about Get the disease. Second. Sure. And this IMF information, I think, is the thing that's just like finally spurning it and finally getting it out of me. Uh oh. And it's been a fun little, and it's been a thorn in my side that's finally been pulled by a tiny little mouse. Oh, okay. Known as the Impossible Missions Force. I've I have enjoyed. I have enjoyed certain Mission Impossible movies. Sure. Yeah. That being said, I have never understood why they exist. Oh, okay. It's a franchise that every time it comes around, they're like, they, it's like they spend a lot of money reminding me why we like these movies. Yeah. And th- there is also, there's a small part of me every time where I go, can we be done with these stupid movies? Mission Impossible, can we be done? It's like he, he had one iconic scene where he was jumping through the thing. And it's like, we have to keep watching these now because we liked that one, th- we liked that one scene. And now we which, have to keep seeing these movies. Which scene I just are you have always about? thought I've always thought they've been so aggressively mid. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. All of them. All there of are them? some fun moments. Don't get me wrong, but I just it's like for me it's kind of like Fast and the Furious. I'm like these are fine. I don't know why we keep making them. I guess they make a lot of money. I just like I don't have any affection for this franchise. Okay. And I guess I'm tired of pretending like I do, because I don't really care. You ever pretended you did? I don't know. Sometimes, you know, look, we haven't, we, we like to put a positive energy out on the internet. Yes. You and I. I when I, it comes I, yep. to the, when it comes to the content that we watch and everything that we try to put out there, if we, if we can't find at least something nice to say, more often than not, like, we will just not make a video about it. It's true. Um, that being, I mean, watch our Eternals review. I don't really mean that may be the lesson we learned. It was like, we didn't need to be that mean. Um, yes, we did. Yeah, we it's did. Really, we really did. The movie sucked. Sorry. Um, so sometimes, you know, it gets a lot, the, the, the content gets lost and some people think we're shills for that. Making, we're not, we're not, we just, we just like things. So it's it's just more fun to like stuff. It is more fun to like but stuff. But yeah, I just, I just feel like I just don't really like this franchise that much. Okay. Question. You do you not like it, or just do you just not? I just don't get what's so special. Sure, 
You know, you don't dislike it though. Do you I, dislike I've seen them? all of them? But yeah, so you don't, I've seen you don't them. dislike them, but you also don't like them. Yeah, but I'm not. But I'm not like woo hoo. There's another Mission Impossible movie. I go, yeah. oh, okay, I guess I'm making no, another you're right. one of those. You're right. I'm I'm on, I'm the same way. Oh, okay. Ethan Hunt is 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 it's just Tom Cruise running around yeah, doing spy it's just stuff. Not, yeah, it's not James Bond. I don't have any emotional connection to this franchise at all. But I think there are people out there that are like Mission Impossible. Woo, another one. Yeah, and well, I'm like, I don't. They okay. do a good job with the stunts. Sure. Tom Cruise is good with these things. Like, sure. they, I mean, three through now is like the first. Here you go. The first movie was nuts. Yeah, because like they. Spun the whole thing on its axis, turned the yeah. whole thing on its head, and had Jim be the bad guy. Whoa! And it was a huge like, this is a mystery. What's going on? Tom Cruise has been set up. He's it was a stuff. spy movie. It was a really good spy movie. Yeah. And the second one comes out, and I was like, what? What is this? Which is why they needed JJ to come in and do the third one and kill Felicity inside the first fifteen minutes. Yo, yo. And re- and reset and the really tone. Kill <laughs> they really killed Felicity. That eyeball. I will never. Right. I'll never forget, forget it. it. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Because our dear sweet Felicity, <laughs> I, I and that, that eyeball goes <laughs> in another direction. Oh, I saw that in the theaters with producer Brian and 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 the Gary Tron in college, and I just remember just we walked out and we were all just real quiet, and I go, man, they really killed her, huh? Like, oh, oh my god, it's the only thing I really remember about Mission Impossible Three. I remember Phil Seymour Hoffman being good, and yeah. I remember, wow, wow, the waitress got murdered. Ooh. Yeah, what do you, do you what do you remember from the first one? You kept referring to that one scene. He when he drops down and catches his beta sweat. That's the only thing anyone remembers about the first one. When he wait what he catches his beta sweat. Oh right, when he drops down, I was th- you know what the, that's the only memorable right. moment from that whole movie. I'm uh, so sorry. You are not I'm wrong. I'm so sorry. Well, the the moment that I keep remembering, I and I completely forgot it until the second film when he does that one little drop again. In the second one, well, they had they were like, well, he's got to do, do another the drop. Yes, I was, that's why was it like, was there. That's why it was yeah, there. It was, it was like the well, only reason why it was. I feel there. like I was like, this is the only reason for doing this movie, is so we can do this again, I guess. But th- for me, the most memorable part is like when he at the very end when he's they're in the channel and he's on the the the, the, uh, the slat or whatever of the helicopter and he's hanging on and yeah. Jim and the bad guy on the helicopter and they're about to get away and he pulls out another stick of gum and like. I remember that from the first day of the movie. Red light, green light, slams it on and then jumps and the explosion pushes him onto the train. Implausible. He'd be dead. But for 96, before the Matrix comes out, like really effing cool. That was yeah. so cool. Cause and it was a really done like green screen stunt too. Cause he's like, yeah. ah! you know, with the wind and everything. It's like, it was really good before the mummy. I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, in The Mummy, 
<laughs> just go remake. watch. Just go watch uh, the mummy. Just go watch the mummy trailer without music. And <laughs> they tried to scrub it from the internet. They failed. It's they still failed. there. It's still there. It's still there. It's wow. They just get banged around to that thing, and you just hear all the actors going, "Oh, <laughs> no!" It's just Tom Cruise. It's just Tom. It's just Tom. No, I swear to God, there's no. Else it's, in that it's, shot. it's just. Oh, well, I mean, man. there's other people in the shot. It's just. It's just his audio track, though. There's supposed to be so That's many more layers. So it's good. not. It's so very funny. Oh boy. <laughs> I think it'd be and I think people are home like, you're probably exaggerating it. We're not. <laughs> nope. Okay. Yeah. Um, this bef- this movie is not good. And it's, John, relationship- and it's kinda John Woo's fault. Well, I don't well, because I don't like a, saying that because I think he's a great filmmaker. He's a great but just director. Like, this yeah. movie just like didn't. Well, this is a good. This is a decent John Woo film. The, but he shouldn't be directing a spy thriller. No, and the, the running joke on Discord was like, if we had made a drinking game that we drank every time that there was slow, unnecessary slow mo, like our livers would be rocks, like we'd be dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it was pretty slow mo when the cars are locked together and they're spinning and they just get a shot of like the hair flowing. Is I mean I think very we, can, pretty. we can both agree that Tom Cruise's this is peak Tom Cruise haircut. Oh, like he's, that's got, he's good, got good hair, man. People aspire to that kind of haircut, especially with all the flipping. Where it was like, man, his hair is moving perfectly. Like, how do they do that? Yep, it's how, it's good. How do they make that hair look so good? Like it was like it was like an Herbal Essences commercial. It was. Yeah, maybe he was born with it. Maybe it's, that's a different. That's a different. Oh, you're right. <laughs> You're right. I I, I I don't know potions and concoctions, Jay. Okay. I, I just what, what brand of soap do I use? Soap. Wait for real? No, no, of course not. I use oh. body wash. Do you have like a Do you have like a brand that you are like loyal to for absolutely no reason? For absolutely no reason? Uh, for example. Okay. Two examples in our home. Sure. And this is something that Kimberly and I just like we just both did. Mm-hmm. But we didn't even realize it. Like from a toothpaste perspective. We are an Aquafresh home mm. for reasons neither of us know, but we just, we buy Aqua, we, we okay. like Aquafresh toothpaste. Sure. Okay. It's just, it's like one time she bought, she bought a uh, crest and I, I went into the bathroom and I was like, and I went, huh? And she went, I know, I know. I didn't, I don't know what I was thinking. I bought crest. Like she, I didn't have to say anything. She re- like, it was like, we're she an knew what she home. did. And also like when it comes to like our dishwasher detergent cascade. It's huh. cascade or nothing. Wow. I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know. Do you have any brands like that? I can't really think of anything. Great. Because it's whatever. Well, because sometimes like, well, I mean, we use Crest uh, Pro Choice for, because so it doesn't hurt my teeth. First. I have sensitive teeth. I have sensitive teeth. So that doesn't apply to the. I know. That's why I'm that saying. I don't. the prompt in yeah, any way. I know. Didn't have to be toothpaste, but it could have been anything. I know. <laughs> I am aware. I'm giving you an example of a product that I do use for a specific reason. Right. But yeah, I don't. I can't think off the top of my head. Oh, okay. The most egregious. Going back to the movie, the most egregious. No, let's talk more about toothpaste. More, more about toothpaste. All right. <laughs> the most egregious thing about the slow mo, at least for me, was when they jumped off their motorcycles for no reason to crash on the beach. Yes. There yes. was that. It, yes. That was that was. It didn't dumb. make any sense. It didn't make any. They sense. jumped to embrace each other like it was a Fast and the Furious movie, and one of them was Letty, and he she was being caught. Yep. As she flew off of yep. a high rise uh, well, highway. Uh huh. 
And the fight on the beach was just, you know, excuse for Tom Cruise to flip around and do spinny, yeah. twisty, flippy stuff. For me, it's the dove. It's the dove through the flaming door while well, Tom John Cruise, film. like, lurks. I understand. I understand. I mean, as soon as you saw those those pigeons landing, it you has know, no business being in a spy movie. It doesn't. Birds, b- birds of like a big, big, like groupings of birds being disturbed is exactly what you don't want happening when you're trying to spy around. You're right. You don't. Yeah. Which is why this is an action film. Yeah. Yeah. That last fight was dumb, and kicking kicking up a, yeah. a handgun straight up out of the sand after it was like mostly buried. It's not how that you can't. The last fight was dumb. Yeah. Some of the, I mean, some of the kicks, the, the little things were fine. Like him flipping around and, and spinning like, you stuff. You should have killed me. And my head was like, yeah, you really should have. I was like, you should have killed this guy a while ago. You don't actually kill. Is there. A- Speaking of. I don't know. You got, <laughs> there's there's I, a pigeon on, on the air conditioner outside of, outside of the It studio. sounds like there's many pigeons. <laughs> they have flopped. <laughs> and they are waiting for you, Jay. They know we're talking about them. They do. <laughs> I scared him away with my weird laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, Jay. Yeah, I was like, you should have killed him. You don't care about this guy. He's a terrorist. Just waste this fool. Yeah. Like, why waste did this him, take so long? Waste him, get the cure, and go save Naya. She's going to go kill herself. What are you doing? Yeah. 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 Naya. Naya. Take care of the mission, man. You're part of the impossible missions force. He is. IMF. I never knew that. IMF sounds so official. In impossible missions forms. It sounds like something that, like, if your kid, like, made a business card for fun. Sure. It was like, I'm in impossible missions for us. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Go take out the trash. Yeah, I'm on the superhero, tr- superhero choo-choo team. We like superheroes and choo-choos. That's great, Greg. Yeah, the SET. Superhero choo-choo team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, we're superhero choo-choo <laughs> team. All right. I think we need to get into these fixes. We should get into the fixes. But before we get to the fixes, Jay, oh, there is one other thing that almost turned into an impossible mission for us. But good thing I'm here because uh-huh. I remembered. Hey, Brian. Brian. Why don't we uh, roll that bevel? Be for fact footage. Huh? Like that? Hey, Brian, why oh, don't you roll on, that? That's pretty good. Be- Beautiful bean fun fact footage. Thank you, gentlemen. Today we're trying to fix 2000's Mission Impossible 2. Directed by John Woo and written by Robert Town, this movie stars Tom Cruise, Doug Ray Scott, Thandie Wayne Newton, and Ving Rhames. It cost around $125 million to make and made around $546.4 million at the box office. It actually broke a ton of box office records and is the highest grossing film of 2000. But here are some fun bean facts about Mission Impossible 2. It uses the Hong Kong style of action filmmaking, which was new for most American audiences at the time. It has roots in opera and high melodrama, and includes slow motion, a certain type of score, over-the-top stunt choreography, gun-fu, which is close hand-to-hand combat with firearms, heroic bloodshed themes, and many of these styles were actually ushered in by John Woo. Famously, Doug Ray Scott was cast as Wolverine in the X-Men movie, but had to drop out due to MI2 going over schedule and him being injured in the motorcycle chase at the end. Hugh Jackman was then cast. 
Once again, Cruz did his own stunts and he tore his shoulder jumping from cliff to cliff. He had a wire but no net. The comedy short about the stunts, Mission Improbable, starring Cruz and Ben Stiller, aired at the MTV Movie Awards that year. And if you care, this movie has a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I've recently rewatched all of the Mission Impossible movies, follow me on Letterboxd, BP527 for my rankings and ratings, and it's pretty wild how much this one sticks out. My take on the movies as a whole is that they are perfect movies for movie theater experiences. I really enjoy them, but it wouldn't make my favorite franchise of all time list, but they're wildly fun. To me, the value they add is that in a CGI world, Cruz is actually doing his stunts, and they are visceral experiences in the movie theater, and it's worth every dime of admission for a great time in that communal space on the big screen. Also, IMF is from a 60s TV show, so I'm not defending it, but what are you going to do? Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. Oh, man, Brian! Why, Brian? I hope that message didn't explode after five seconds. That would be painful. Yeah. I think. Would it though? Yes. If he had those sunglasses on, yeah. That would have probably, probably would have gone blind. It probably would have gone blind. But it threw him at the camera. It was so cool. It was so cool. Oh my god, I'm so cool. I can I can climb a rock. We're so edgy. <laughs> it's the year two thousand. We have no idea what's on the horizon. Not even close. Not no, I'm, even just, close. I'm, just, I'm just hanging Not from a rock. Close. Check out my lats. Oh, oh my god, oh, my man. hair's blowing. Oh, I'm like Zen, so, uh. Yeah. As the helicopter swings around. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Golden knife. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't plot drop this movie. We should probably plot drop. We should probably plot drop. I'll Jay. plot drop this movie. Plot drop this movie. <laughs> I don't know. Anyone that's still listening is are definitely already what seen this movie. We're talking about. We swapped it. We're, for, gonna, we're cutting this out and putting it in the movie. For those of you who have not maybe not seen Mission Impossible 3, uh, Mission Impossible 2, uh, woof. You should watch 3. It's fun. Yeah, 3's great. Uh, for those of you who have not watched Mission Impossible 2, this is the plot of Mission Impossible 2 as quickly as possible. Oh, what's in the plot? It's the plot drop. Um, there is a scientist who has developed a, uh, a, an influenza variant that can kill the entire world called, uh, called, uh, Chimera. And, Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, realizes that he needs to, uh, destroy this thing or be sent to the proper authorities and tries to turn himself in by infecting him, which makes absolutely no sense. Um, he is, uh, he is intercepted by a group of, uh, rogue, uh, impossible mission force uh, members and uh, they uh, take it but they only get uh, the antidote because the disease itself was in the guy if he's conscious was really that bad why he didn't just destroy it and move on who's to say I don't fundamentally understand I don't really get it either Woof. Um, and so uh, Tom Cruise is sent on a mission to uh, go and 
uh, recruit a, a thief for a job that he has to do. Uh, it turns out that his he's not rec- recruiting her as a thief. He's just recruiting her in general because she is the ex-girlfriend of the guy who stole the antidote for the disease. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. And so she has to go undercover with the help of uh, Ethan and uh, Ving Rhames, an Australian dude. And uh, they help her get intel on uh, where he is going uh on who his buyers are and what their movements are, finds out that they don't actually have the disease like they thought they did, so they have to go to the lab to steal more of it. And by going to the lab, they're stopped by Ethan and the gang, but then uh, the uh, the girl, Naya, is infected uh, by the thing, and they use her blood as the disease to sell to uh, pharmaceutical reps who are then double-crossed into selling all of their stock because they've sent Naya out. That's right. It was a whole stock purchase thing. <clears throat> yeah, they were double-crossing them because <clears throat> they wanted to actually create... Uh, but, yeah, demand for the Create for demand the for the product and yeah. get stock options in the company rather than just getting flat money. Well, yep. Um, and so, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, but then they're stopped and well, everyone is saved. Yeah. The end. The end. And only that's literally it. That that is literally it. Yeah. It's a boring two thousands yep. spy film, but a fun two thousands action movie. Yeah. All right, we're already an hour in. We got to start. We got to fix it. I am apparently going oh, first shizer. because Jay's fix is apparently so good. He called second, so yeah. I am going first. It. So here we go. Mission Impossible Two. It's still Mission Impossible Two. There's no. Okay. Am I too? Am I too? I don't have a cool subtitle or anything like that. Great. Um, it's still taking place in 2000. We got Ethan and a small IMF team, or I'm sorry, Impossible Missions Force team, including Luther. They're from the start, especially Luther. Luther is really important, and they're at a high class Silicon Valley event in California. And because the dot-com bubble is still inflating, so all these guys are, like, super rich, and they're all being hoity-toity or whatever. Yeah. So uh, Ethan's leading a team trying to track down a, a target, the architect, and figure out who their buyer is. There's a piece of technology that could fundamentally change the Internet, and the IMF is there to, to make sure that, that, does not, that this device does not fall into the wrong hands. Okay. So we're doing spy stuff. We're looking around. We got cool glasses that like can read people and stuff. And I think that they did a little bit of that in the yeah. first one. There was like, you know, they had some like AR stuff in their glasses and stuff in the Absolutely. mid-90s. So we got cool spies craft going on at the Hell Silicon yeah. Valley party. Meanwhile, Luther, this is his element. Remember, he's the hacker? Yes. So like this Silicon Valley, all this tech stuff. The dot-com bubble is still growing. Like, he knows a lot of... So he's, like, kidding, talking to people about things and, like, learning about... You know, we can't probably use, like, Google and other companies that were around in the, you know, mid-90s or whatever. But, you know, those equivalents... Yeah. The movie, movie-fied versions of that sure. stuff. So it's a mirror, it's mirroring slightly real-world stuff. Um, so eventually, they Ethan does find the architect, and it turns out it's a woman. Oh! <gasps> And she's on the arm. And then, yeah, and dear 2000, everyone be like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. And she's on the arm of some himbo okay. at this party. So as, as a team's kind of tracking her and they kind of figure out where she is and stuff and like following around the party and trying to figure out who she's talking to, to who, this, who her buyer could possibly be, Ethan spots a woman. Now, it's going to be Naya. 
from the original version of the movie. Okay. Um, but she, Ethan notices that Naya is also looking at the architect. And I was like, oh, what? what's going on? Okay, so Ethan's going to go off and try to follow the, the shadow that's this person shadowing his team sure. or the rest of his team uh, collects the architect. So now Ethan and Naya are playing a little cat and mouth, mouse throughout the party. Cat and mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if Ethan plays his cards right, that comes later. Eventually, though, uh, Naya is able to lose Ethan in the party and she bumps into the himbo uh-huh. and then she escapes. Gotcha. That's when IMF comes in and they, they collect the, the, the date and the architect. And the guy's like, oh, where's my watch? <gasps> so Ethan now chases after Naya, realizing that the device they're looking for was in the watch the entire time. I see. They, they chase. They, and he's, Ethan, a good runner. He does that. He's, he's running upright. Yeah. Knife hands. He's very good at running. He catches up to Naya. And then they fight. And Naya wins because she's good at fighting. Yeah. She's like a top-tier, world-class thief. She knows what she's doing. She gets away. Beginning of the, 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 the opening crest are... Yeah. Just in case you didn't know what the theme song was. You kept looking at me like you were waiting for me to hop in. I thought I you were going like, to hop in. Yeah. You, see, you seemed to have to. I, thought you I had don't know. You were leaning into it. I was going to let was, you have it. I, and I appreciate you. Thank you for letting me have it. <laughs> okay. So the next day, the team is now interrogating This is Barter Town. <laughs> it's the next day. And the team is now interrogating the architect and the himbo guy. And the poor, this poor guy, he was just an escort. He's a really nice guy. He's extremely attractive. He's, yeah. He doesn't know technology. He's very nice. He's just like, I don't know. Guys, I don't know. I didn't even, I was just her date. Like, and he's like truly just like uh, the, very, the nicest guy. Yeah. So like they're having, oh, this guy doesn't know anything. It's okay. But the architect, she, this woman's got an attitude on her. So she, she's created this device because she thinks... Uh, that every, all these tech bros, these dude bros in Silicon Valley think they're so smart. And because there are not a lot of women in Silicon Valley at this point. I don't think there's many women in, in Silicon Valley at this point. But she's like, I'm gonna, I can bring them all down. They think they're so smart. I'm not allowed to any other clubs. I created a device that's going to ruin the internet. Oh, okay. They, they're building this, this thing, the new revolution for you know, the world. They think oh they they're the ones like reinventing the, the you know the the way the world communicates. They think you're so smart. I'm outsmarted all of them, and I created a device that basically and this is where Ethan's able to like use her uh, um I guess I guess her um, anger at all these guys like against her to get her to spill all the beans and gotcha. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The device she created would, would basically it would be a it's a virus. Of course it is. It has to be. Yeah. For the movie. Uh, it's a hardware and software virus that will able to basically drill itself down into the foundation of the internet. Because in 2000, the internet's still being built. Okay. Like, there's a lot of... I mean, the military created the internet, like, in the 80s, right? But, like, from for the... In 2000, <clears throat> like, we're still building out all this... All the infrastructure for the internet around the, around the planet. I see. She created a device that, if installed, would allow the user to just be able to burrow in this code... To have access to the foundation, <coughs> the foundations of the internet. So anything built on top mm. of it will be, be accessed. Can be accessed. So this is anytime the up, the internet's upgraded from now on for the rest of this, per, you know, your life, 
you'll still have access because this stuff's at the root of everything. Oh, cool. And does this make any sense? Yeah. I mean, for a mo- for uh, movie for, logic? For, sure. Yes, for, yes, yeah, for movie sure. logic. That's, yeah. I don't know if this actually would, you know, you could do code for that, but whatever. Plus, because it's 2000. Sure. Where it's an, and the major, no one the really ma- knows the what Matrix the Matrix just is. came out. This, it's all, it, tech is magic at this point. Yes. So, she's got to this. many it still is. She got this thing, and there's this tiny window of time when the, inter- the internet's being, the infrastructure's being built, that if somebody were able to get this device and use it, they'd be able to just have access to the entirety of the internet and do, do whatever they please. Yeah. And Luther's like, also, like, uh, you guys understand what this actually means? They're like, kind of, but what? As a tech guy, he's like, no, guys, you don't understand. The future of the internet is like, we're going to be doing commerce. We're going to be doing, you know, entertainment. Like, all this Everything stuff's going to be, be on the, this. This gives you access to the future of humanity. This thing is apocalyptic. We need to make sure we get this. So... They, you know, they, they're the architect and the, 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 they goes free because he didn't have anything, but the architect's arrested and the team's like, we need to get, we need to find Naya because they pull up her sheet and I was like, oh, this is an international, you know, thief, blah, 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 blah. She's been, Scotland Yard's looking for her. So they find out she boarded a plane to Hawaii a couple hours ago. So the IMF team heads to Hawaii. So Ethan and the team land and they got to find her. And of course they do because there's, they meet up with their like CIA, you know, people or they, they're an IMF force. They can find people. So Ethan attempts to uh, approach Naya and he goes for the soft touch. He's like, Hey, last night was a lot of fun. So, but I know what you have in that watch and it's vitally important that we get that back. I'm not sure you understand what you have. Yeah. And it's really important. And so she's like, yeah, sure, but I'm going to get paid a lot of money for this. So whatever it is, I I don't care. Like, I'm getting the biggest payday. I'm going to just go ahead and give this to my buyer. Yeah. And that's when uh, Ethan notices a couple of, you know, bodyguard type dudes kind of walking towards them. And some of them seem to be of Chinese persuasion. And Ethan's like, um, clocks him. And then they are, both of them are attacked by a bunch of goons. And so now we are doing a chase scene throughout Hawaii. Some, I think maybe it was Honolulu. Just, I don't know. I don't, I think I, don't, I haven't watched Magnum PI. So I haven't seen a lot of chase scenes in Hawaii. Chasing in Hawaii. We're running. We got cars. We're on foot. We're doing some fighting fight. We're doing all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, Naya is keeping up with Ethan because they're kind of equals, you know, for one's a you know, spy and sure. one's a thief. But like, oh, this is. This is odd. You know, they're like sexy fighting with the guys and stuff. It's like really cool. But eventually, like the heavies show up, like the like the bad like the, like. Gotcha. Oh, I know that actor. Oh yeah, he's like the lieutenant bad guy or whatever. Yeah. He shows up. He kicks everyone's butt. He's able to get the watch off of Naya. Okay. And gets out of there. So okay, crap. So now Ethan takes Naya back to the IMF team that he runs, and it's like you need to tell us everything right now. You don't understand what you had. It was this. And she goes, oh, that sounds really bad. My buyer was this Chinese CEO. And they put two and two together that if this Chinese CEO and the guy who worked, because this guy's a, um, a CEO for a Chinese company that works is high ranking in the CCP. And China is, and this is to this day, this is still true. They do a lot of um, espionage and they just steal IPs and tech from different countries and just make it themselves. And like a lot of, there's a lot of companies that's like they're trying to make crack down on Chinese spies getting their getting their blueprints and stuff, so that China won't have yeah. their, their their tech. So like, if China gets this device, it's over. It's over. We need to make sure that this watch does not end up in China. Okay. Well, boop, 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 doing some cool tech stuff. 
this guy, they're about to board a flight, a private plane to uh, the lands in Beijing in 45 minutes. I don't think we'll be able to. Uh, there's too many guards and stuff at the hangar. Let's see. Well, the we got to make sure that watch doesn't get into Chinese airspace. The only time that that watch is going to be vulnerable is in the air. So Ethan makes some calls. And they make do some it. calls to Washington for stuff. Yes. So they do an air interdiction, much like I guess you would have kept saying it, and then I would have sang it after. You, oh, you know I'm sorry. I was joining in. No. We were being buddies. No. Okay. <laughs> you do the bits the way I want to do the bits. <laughs> no, do the bits. Do the bits. Mm. My way. <laughs> <laughs> so go to Washington. Uh, no, we, we're going. We're going. We're going west. Well, then what was? Why did you say Washington? Because he's calling Washington. He's calling Washington. Well, you were because that's, it, where, so, the, that's okay. where the IMF headquarters is in the, yes. DC. So they do an air interdiction of this private plane over the Pacific as it's heading towards China. It's the IMH, the Inter- in- Impossible Missions Headquarters. IMHQ. IMHQ. So it's a very tense scene. They they're trying to shadow this plane over you know just over the Pacific and you know Ethan like you know there's it's much like from uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Dark, yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Where's Lyle? Where's Lyle? So it's really cool. It's just, it's just Ethan himself. It's super tense. They're trying not to be seen. He's trying to break onto the plane at like you yeah. know thirty thousand feet to get in there and steal the watch. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he does, he's like, it's really super tense. And they're like, you know, trying to fly the thing. And everyone's on the plane. Like, oh, no, it's trying to like crawl inside. He gets there. Eventually, you know, they, there's a fighty fight. One of the pilots gets killed. Oh, no, the planes are, oh, it's, all, it's all super crazy. Um, but the, the bad guy that, the, like the, the, the actor everyone realized, I don't know who these people are. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. He's a familiar face. Um, eventually, all the other goons are dead. And the plane's crashing. And so Ethan and this guy are fighting, and the guy was able to get away from away from Ethan enough to jump out of the plane with the watch. Oh, the plane though happens to be—they've been traveling all this time, and it's so just international en- waters is entering Hong Kong airspace. Oh, so the guy drops in Hong Kong Bay, and uh, Ethan has to pilot the plane away from the city so no one actually dies when it crashes, and then jump out himself. Gotcha. So, not—I mean. We kind of failed successfully here. The, the watch is still isn't in China. It's in Hong Kong, which at this point is still not a part of China. Yeah. So, like, we have we have an opportunity here. In all likelihood, we, now we know where this guy is probably going to go because there's, there's the company, the, the CEO that bought this thing, has headquarters or has a building, a very secure building in the city. He's going to go there. We have one last chance. we got to break into this building. So now it's the super cool, awesome spy break-in scene. Uh, and now Naya gets to join in too because she is an international thief. Like she knows exactly yeah. what she's doing. So as everyone's gearing up and we're going over like schematics and there are laser traps. I love that. It's just like, yeah, because spy movies are, are like diet heist movies sometimes. Yes, sometimes, sometimes I need to heist stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I need to cha- spy movies are a little bit of everything when they need to. And right now we need to break into this building and get this watched before they use the device inside of it and like ruin 
the 21st century for like everybody else. Yeah. So we go over all the cool plans. We're doing all the cool stuff. We're totally. prepping. We got we got cool spy gear. Nice figures. Oh, you actually should actually be doing this because like spy stuff and or I know thief stuff. Oh my god, it's so amazing. And then all of a sudden, before they're reading my notes, so I can tell. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't. Here, I'm looking at my notes. Don't look at them. As they are planning and doing all the stuff. As you're going. Uh, as, am, am, I, am I? Is yeah. this? Is you're doing the same thing that I am? Maybe. It's not. It's not the very. It's not. It's not. Some things you're doing are similar to my. Oh, notes. are they really? You're actually. I'm like, don't look at my notes. Oh, cool. Well, you can re- no, you can read all my notes. You'll see that I did this a couple hours ago. Okay. As they're planning and doing all the cool stuff, the architect rolls in. Uh, okay. And they're like, hey. You got you hate the uh, Silicon Valley dude bros, right? And she's like, well, vengeance. And she's like, uh, what did you think about the Chinese? And they're like, oh, the because the the Chinese steal an IP and like are doing all this stuff. She's like, oh, I absolutely hate the CCP and what they are doing towards technology. I think, oh, do you think the dude, you think I'm smarter than the dude bros? I'm way smarter than the Chinese these Chinese hackers or whatever. So they're like, great. Well. You're gonna be working with Luther. We need this movie to do well overseas, man. Not, not, not in 2000. Yeah, no. We're, in the top, we're not know. there yet. So, and get Chinese the bad guy. So Luther and the architect are now working together as people in the chair, doing cool stuff. And oh, they cool. have, an, uh, they, they have. Do they a, fall in love. Yes, sure. event, eventually. Yeah, in great. multiple movies down love the line, it. they absolutely will. Yeah, but at this moment, they're just very antagonistic. Like, but like. Good natured, cause like yeah. she's like so it's it's no, fun. That's good. Luther's got Luther's got someone to play off of. So Nia and Ethan break into the building. They're sneaking around stuff. They're going over laser stuff. They're uh, getting away from video game. All the spy stuff. Eventually, they get into a room where they find the safe. It's like this is where the the watch is. The, Nia's breaking into the safe because she's the thief. And all of a sudden, the the heavy, the guy who stole the watch uh, in Hawaii shows up. And so Ethan's like, oh, I'm going to fight him. So he fights the guy trying to keep him from like sounding the alarm while Nia's breaking into the, the, the safe. Eventually, she does mid-fight and the safe is empty. And the guy starts laughing. He's like, you actually thought that we need to get this watch back to China? We're doing it right now. Ethan and Nia kill the guy together because they're a good duo and then make their way through the building and a bunch of goons get to the basement. There's more goons. They fight them and eventually stop the guy from, you know, and of course now the guy is like, you know, pl- it's plugged into the computer and now a lot of ethernets. They're not in the year 2000. There wasn't a ton. And so like the upload speed is <laughs> the upload speeds were not that high. So Luther and the architect from the outside are trying to stop him from uploading. Uh-huh. But like you know, while Ethan and I are fighting a bunch of goons and stuff, and they eventually get to the boss guy right before, you know, right before, oh, right before it's about to yeah. upload all the thing. And Ethan pulls the thing out. I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, we saved the day. And then Naya kills the guy right behind Ethan. <gasps> and she's like, yeah, I don't know what your code is about spies. Maybe you wanted to bring him in, but there's a code among thieves. This guy had to go. He, he sent people to kill me. We don't abide by that. Yeah, we don't do that. That's not how we do this. She goes up and kisses him on the cheek. Smoke bomb. And she's out. Ethan leaves the building with the device, heads back to his team. Everyone's like, yay, we did it. Go IMF. Oh, great. And the architect's like, hey, that was actually a lot of fun. Do you guys have any more? Uh, Can I join you guys? And they're like, you actually, well, uh, this kind of like, no, 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 no. So, of course, she's going to show up in the third movie. That's great. Mission Impossible 2. That's really good. Better do. That's really tight. Skibby doo. That's really tight. That's really concise. I like that quite a bit. Boo-doot. It also sets her up to be a recurring character later on. Yeah. Could she, she ever show up again? Naya? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I no, no, think no, so. no, no, no. She's, no, no, no. She's gone. 
Stupid. Yeah. It's really frustrating. Yeah. It, 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 unfortunately, she didn't. Her role in this movie was not. It was just bait. She seemed yeah. like she was, you know, doing a good job of you know, and then, but like, yeah, no. But then, no, you're, was, you're just, you're just. A, bait. Too many characters in this were just plot devices with with arms and legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Good fix, man. Thanks, dude. Good fix. All right, Jay. All right, your turn. Fix this, it. This is my fix for Mission Impossible Two. All right, and we're still just keeping it Mission Impossible Two because why not? Um, uh, so my Mission Impossible opens up with Ethan actually on base. Uh, this is, it takes place like right after Mission Impossible One, oh, and okay. he's getting a um, uh, or or after like a little vacation, he is coming back, and so he's getting his physical. Okay, like he's getting like like the doctors running him through, and because I, I think these movies can like can have a little. I want a little bit more tongue in cheek in my Mission Impossible. So like the sequence is like him answering all the questions to the doctor. Sure, and that but cutting to like Ethan doing like crazy wild shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. like uh, spy stuff but also like him climbing the mountain and like you know being like the uh, kind of over aggrandized version of himself um and so they, they like running through all the tests and we do all this stuff but we're also like finding backstory about like what's happened to him since mission impossible one okay um so it's like kind of it's kind of a comedic bit but it's also like kind of getting us up to speed yeah, Lord up. yeah yeah um and so uh uh, after like all of that sequences uh, uh, goes, uh, we find out that uh, in this time period that uh, Ethan has uh, settled down with a woman and they have a newborn child. Oh, so like it big, like and that that's kind of like the the okay. reveal. Wow, that's kind of like the bait and switch with him doing all the action stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just really just like, and then it's like, like yeah, and like she went, we ended up having the kid, and so we got hitched. And so that's like the, the big two, like, like, <laughs> um, and so, uh, Ethan, uh, gets sent home. He has to do some tests at home. Uh, like he has some, do some, like, uh, they have to do some like sleep tests with him and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and so like the doctor sends him home and he gets home to his wife and newborn son and we find out about them. I haven't given them names because it's, it's mission impossible. Like they're a plot device at this sure. point. Okay, great. Um, and so, uh, basically, like, Ethan, like, takes the medicine he's supposed to take, but then he uh, puts on this, like, big thing on his forehead and slips on a sleep apnea mask, like, test mask, and then lays down to sleep to see if he has sleep apnea. And then uh, his wife goes to sleep and uh, and puts the newborn son to bed. And then uh, all of a sudden, the sleep apnea test... Um, <laughs> says uh, your mission if you choose to accept it. <laughs> your mission if you choose to accept it. Uh, a podcast has been infected <laughs> with, the, with the deadly virus, <laughs> and it needs it needs the antidote of an excellent. Excellent fix. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Boing-y! <laughs> and so, um, uh, uh, Ethan uh, accepts the mission, uh, but then, but, but goes, to, but ends up going to sleep. But he is woken up in the middle of the night uh, by his wife and a crying baby. Uh, his wife says, "Our cover's been blown. Uh, we've we've got a bail." Uh, and so uh, uh, they're uh, they're uh, approaching the doorway now, and we, uh, 
his wife throws him like an earpiece, and we hear uh, Ving Rhames oh, in okay. his ear, and then talking about like, oh, like they're the 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 bad spies, the bad the, the spies. Ba- yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the 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 BSF, the bad the bad, bad spy force force, <laughs> the bad spy force. Uh, they're coming, uh, <laughs> and so. And his uh, his wife is like the only the only safe house I know uh, is down uh, on on the Jersey Shore. We've got to go. And so uh, Ethan and his wife and his uh, very is his wife a uh, redhead. Uh, yes. <laughs> is, she, is, she, is she pretty? Did, is she pretty? Yeah. How did you know those those facts? I'm just guessing. <laughs> Her name is Rimberly. <laughs> Rimberly. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a big chase sequence Ooh, down the garden state. The garden state highway, and there's a yeah. lot of like slow motion stuff and a lot of a lot like of hair the, flowing. And like the baby's like tossing grenades and blowing the baby's up. Baby's tossing grenades. B- BSF wow. forces. Um and so uh we uh make it to the Jersey source the the safe house on the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. Um and we meet uh, uh the Kind of like ringleader for for IMF down on the Jersey Shore. Sure, uh, her code name is Graham Graham, uh, and she uh, assists uh, Ethan and and uh, Rimberly, Rimberly, <laughs> and the baby uh, with all sorts of new gadgets and and cool tech. Like what, Jay? Uh, like, uh, uh, we'll get we'll get to that. Um, yeah. And so, uh, uh, they do a bunch of research and Ving Rhames is there too. Good. Uh, Ving Rhames is actually also playing Graham Graham. It's, he's doing a double role. It's like a, wow. it's like a, uh, it's, a it's like a, yeah, it's, or it's like a clumps situation. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, they find out through their research what they know about, uh, trying to get, uh, the perfect fix, uh, to put into a podcast. Um, they they know of a, a like a podcast like fix expert uh, back in New York City, uh, but they are but they have to uh, infiltrate their way back up there. Okay, um, uh, and uh, they f- they finally uh, figure out a, a way back up, but it's they're going to have to uh, jump. Uh, they're going to have to uh, do a helo jump, like a, uh, a halo jump? halo jump. There we go out of a helicopter. At 70,000 uh, feet. 70,000 feet into Washington Heights. Uh, but then the real hard part is that Ving Rings is going to have to find parking in Washington Heights <laughs> in the middle of that's, the afternoon. That's hard. Yeah, the, 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 the halo jump is not that hard, but having to parallel, try, try to find a spot and parallel park in the middle of the afternoon yeah. on, a, in a, on a hot July in Washington Heights, it's really difficult, but he does it. He, he's Ving Rhames, man. Yeah, man, he's Ving Rhames. Man of many talents. Um, now we we know we find we find out that his code name is Whiplash, and we find out that we, we once we infiltrate his uh, his kind of like clubhouse, uh, we have to go deep undercover and kind of earn his confidence. So it's like a confidence job. Sure. And we've got like the baby in the van with like the headset, like telling me all the oh, cool it's clues. we got the baby in the chair. Yeah, we got baby and baby in chair. Uh, and I find out, and then, or no, Ethan finds out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Ethan finds out uh, the gains of confidence of Whiplash. Um, and he finds out uh, that uh, in order to truly fix a podcast, um, as long as uh, the first fix 
is good and serious, and we have that part already, then the second half and the second fix can be a joke fix. Uh huh. And it will and it will actually solidify the podcast, and it will not poison the world. It'll still create a functional podcast. So like they just need to like they can get a fake in there. Uh-huh. They just need to make sure that the first fix is super awesome. Is and good. super awesome and good. And tight. They have. They just. They yeah, have yeah, yeah. to. D- they have to double check with the other person in the podcast that they actually really really did their homework, and then they can just slip it in there and then save the day. <laughs> so, but also through Whiplash, they find out that in order to, to in order to get to truly like create the best possible fake, uh-huh. they have to. Uh, they're they're holding. Uh, all of the information and all the protocol that would lead to building a good fake is being held in a a, a very secure building downtown, Discord HQ, and so you have to. We're gonna have to take a, a once again a helicopter all the way to the top, and we're gonna have to. Uh, Ethan uh, repels down mm-hmm. like through the center of the Discord, avoiding all the red all the red alerts and avoiding uh, all of the spoilers in the chats. Sure, and avoiding all of the mods mm-hmm. and avoiding those, all of the, uh, those, those dirty, mods, dirty mods, um, and avoiding everything to get down to the uh, movie watch along mm-hmm. uh, floor, and uh, th- they can find all the information that they need in order to do the fix properly, uh-huh. like to fake it, and mm-hmm. then they synthesize the fix. Yeah. And then once they get out, they have to fight their way out of the Discord, out of, out of the Discord facility. Sure. And then uh, make their way uh, back to where uh, the villains uh, are setting up the podcast that could very well poison everything. And then Ethan sneaks in the fake one, and then the podcast is completed. That's the end of the movie. Post credit sequence. Everything's hunky dory. Ethan's at home with Rimberly and the baby, and they're all having like a nice family moment. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, Ving Rames bursts into the apartment and just starts blasting the baby. Blast, blast, blast the baby. And then everyone's like, oh my God, why would you shoot a baby? Oh my God. And Ving Rames is like, it's not your baby. And he pulls the mask off of the baby. And it's been Justice Winslow <laughs> of the Portland Trailblazers <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> So Mission Impossible 3 is the search for baby? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's really hard to come up with a good fix when you have so much going on in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I did the watch along and then I was like, I have to take my sleep apnea test. I can't work on my fix right now. I have to do a sleep apnea test. And then I laid down and I went and I and, and I said to myself as I put my sleep apnea mask like on my sleep apnea test mask on my face, I, I said I whispered to no one, "Your mission." If you, and I couldn't stop laughing. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, they say life imitates art. They <laughs> they do. You know what? <laughs> One of these times, when you walk in here with all the confidence in the world, I'm eventually going to see through it. One of these times. It clearly it definitely was not today. But one of these days, I'm going to see through it and realize... 
<laughs> you are so pleased right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I mean, I like doing the goof ones. They're fun. And I like, you know, it's like fun thinking of like, oh, well, we're, when do we reveal what? Blah, blah, blah. How do we keep, how do we lie to Lashy? <laughs> but man, this whole time I was writing this one, I just, I just was laughing to myself the whole time. I was like, yeah, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> For me, it was parking the helicopter. Because <laughs> like, man, it took me forever to find parking. Yeah. On Wednesday, golly. <laughs> but do you like the meta aspect? I, yeah, it was very I good. Had to f- get a fake end of the podcast. Thank God. Yeah, we, I, we don't want we don't want podcasts poisoning the entire world. Yeah, man, that would have been terrible. What are we, Joe Rogan? <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> well. Ah, <laughs> uh, that shot's fired. <laughs> Oh uh, well, we, I think we did it, everybody. I think we fixed it. That's Mission Impossible too. Some of us did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I worked hard on mine. I, uh, I, it, it sure shows, Jay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love making this show. We really do. Uh, if you are uh, watching this on YouTube, if you wouldn't mind liking, subscribing, and hitting that bell, and doing that YouTube that you do so well. Uh, and if you're listening to this wherever you catch podcasts, you know how to do it. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, leaving five stars, maybe leaving a kind word. Uh, the last review that we got, uh, someone was like, why is there no baby updates about our one episode where we just oh, like didn't mention bit? it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to get a comment about it. Um, it uh, the the, uh, the reviews are really helpful for the show, uh, and we really appreciate it. We do. Um, whew, uh, what are we doing next week? Tenet. Tenet. If, oh. if, if I may, Jay. Maybe start thinking about it now. Tenants, uh, this one, guys, yeah, guys, this one's gonna be hard. Yeah, Tenant is gonna be hard because the movie is. Eh, not- just do it with Muppets. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Justice Windlow is walking backwards, right, throughout the whole movie, and you just hear "dong, dong." Yeah, I actually still, have, I've never seen it. I haven't seen it yet, so I have to. Yikes! I on might bikes. have. To, I might have that one, that might be one. I might need to like watch that this weekend. And maybe I deuce. may have to do. You know what? Maybe I should do the watch along. I've seen it, so you can watch it. This you can watch it early. Oh, okay. Only because or we, I, yeah. Because guys, if you ha- if you have not seen Tenant, you should really watch Tenant before next week's episode. It's you. It's good. We're gonna. I mean, we could try to plot drop it, and we're going to. But like, it, it yeah. is. It is a. It's a. It's a something you really need to see to be able to like. What did I? What? Yeah. So we're gonna do our damnedest. We'll come up with something. Yeah. Honestly, no matter what we come up with, it's gonna be better than what happened on the movie. Yeah. So. Real. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening slash watching slash for listening. We love you. We'll see you guys next week. And as we end every episode. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. It's the slow mask reveal that we you probably saw coming. They just don't they overused it. <sighs> oh, the hair. Oh. Ooh, ow. Dove. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye, everybody. Flout, flout, flout. 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 Flout.
Ski-doo. All right.